Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrullo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? I, God, it's, um, what day is today? What month is it? Where, like, I, my <laughs> sense of time is gone. I have no sense of, like, continuity of days anymore at this point. Um, you know, it, it, at least when other people were working, I could kind of, like, get a sense of, when I was, you know, <laughs> supposed to be like, it's just everyone's out of work. Everyone is is home. Everyone's losing their mind. People are going crazy. I empathize with some of the people who are just like, look, we've got to open up the economy. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to be homeless. <laughs> like, I, 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 I get that, you know, um, the the plans to smartly reopen things with, you know, having tables spaced out more, things like that. I think we got to start yeah. looking at that, obviously. I mean, that's going to have to be a permanent change, probably. Well, I mean, you know, and, and, until the numbers are going down, you look at Michigan, Michigan is not flattening the curve at all. Their, their, their curve is going the other direction. It's an exponential curve going up. Um, and I supported uh, Abdul Al-Seed for governor in the primary, and I didn't really ever like Gretchen Whitmer, but like, Seeing how she's handling, you know, these these right wing fanatics out there with guns, uh, and it the amount of pressure that's got to be like. There's got to be a lot of governors that are thinking, "I'm going to be a one term governor because of this." Like, I'm I'm losing my career over this by doing the right thing, right? So I, I get that. I get that pressure. Yeah. Um, you know. Even Mike Dewine in Ohio, who's a Republican, is honestly not. I mean, he does some dumb shit, but he's, you know, he was one of the first, yeah. I think he was the only, or he was the first Republican to like, you know, shut the state Oh, and they shut down a week before down. Michigan. And that's the reason why their numbers never spiked because they, yeah. they did, no, they you did that really shit. Well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, <clears throat> credit where it's due is all I can really say. Um, but every time I watch Whitmer on TV for all the terrible shit people on the right say about her, she's always calm. Like, I don't know what her, what her you know, like there's. I, I watch press conferences with like Cuomo and then Illinois governor and all these other people. And like, there's, there's a tension to them, right? That Cuomo's you a just fucking... don't, you don't see that with, with Gretchen Whitmer for some reason. Uh, I was actually watching uh, Dana Nessel, the attorney general uh, on Bernie's live stream tonight. Uh, and it was mostly focused on, on COVID-19. Obviously we're, we've been talking mm-hmm. about, um, you know, the, the ongoing investigation case that she's been working on uh, with, with Rick Snyder, who apparently they've got audio or they've had audio of, you know, some of his people knowing or talking about how they knew about the Flint, you know, lead poisoning before anyone else knew. And they were just fine with it, basically. And, mm-hmm. you know, there was some Running charges. The clock that were, on it. Yeah. Yeah. And there was some charges that were brought and later were dropped. And the, the intent with her office is, is to still bring more charges, but they said basically her predecessor botched the investigation and those charges weren't going to stick as, as they were, but they were, it was funny. Uh, Dana Nessels, um, obviously, uh, very progressive attorney general. She was one of the lawyers that, uh, took marriage equality to the Supreme court and won. So like her, her bona fides for being on the side of justice are, are not, you know, under question, but she was joking how, uh, you know, Michigan legalized marijuana two years ago and it is already deemed an essential service. <laughs> In the state and Bernie cracked up. He like laughed out loud when she said that. Like, yeah. like what? Still, Burlington, still been an essential service since 1978. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess let's talk about some of the uh, the kind of ideas about you know reopening businesses because you know 
obviously everyone's jumping the gun, you know, especially fucking uh what what state was it that oh uh georgia is uh opening uh tomorrow uh opening uh nail salons bowling alleys like just really inessential bullshit um where you're actually more likely to yeah what were all these people prepping for all these preppers with their canned food and their ammunition and it's like suddenly i gotta get my nails done if i can't get my nails (laughs) done i don't want to leave Right, all they, these they all, fucking yeah, they all these fucking watch Tiger King, and now they're all fucking metrosexual rednecks. All these <laughs> fucking putzes with like bowl cuts are like, I need to get my hair cut. I'm like, I could fucking cut your hair for you know. I'm sure your fucking hick wife could cut your hair just as good as the <sighs> right. people at Supercuts. Like, there was it, a, it's there not was a, a fucking masterpiece of. Yeah, there was a guy holding a sign. I saw this. The you know these, all these people like the, the lady in front of like fucking Baskin Robbins. <laughs> like, lady, the door is open behind you. You can well, get you, the fucking anything you want. Well, you know what's going go on too. Though, all those signs that people actually zoom in, you can see like the print lines, like the print streaks. They're not real. They're all being handed out by oh, yeah. uh, the. It's the same assholes like the Cokes and the Mercers who funded the the Tea Party protests to make them seem like they're right. grassroots. And, and all these signs have the same font. Like, they're the same right. fucking font. Well, I saw one guy, and he was he was definitely, like, almost, like, 65, 70 years old. And he had a mask on, but he's holding this fucking sign. He didn't make himself. It was like he colored it in himself. No, yeah, there's some, was, I'm sure. It was like, it, okay, so, you know, you know the quote from Moses, let my people go, right? <laughs> it was, let my people go, dash LF. Let my people golf. <laughs> I fucking kid you not. It's just three weeks without being able to golf, and you're down to protesting. Like, if I yeah. can't go to the country club it, with my racist un- friends. I, I mean, we played know. that clip last week of that guy, like, having a fucking meltdown because he couldn't go buy fertilizer. I was like, I can't buy fertilizer. I can't get my hair cut. I, oh, I just don't know. <laughs> there's a there's a great, um, there's some, this guy is posting, like, parody right-wing meltdown videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there, I mean, it's it's, it's subtle, but you can tell he's like, you know, like he, he, the, you know, if I can't go to Hobby Lobby to get my satin and glitter, this is tyranny. Like, you know, and that, that's, I've been using that line satin and glitter from Hobby Lobby ever since. And I, but I've shared it with people and people don't like, they can't tell that he's kidding. You can't tell it's parody. Uh, it's, it's that good. But yeah, I mean, just all these guys like, you know, they, they get in their pickup truck and rage because, you know, Starbucks wouldn't print Merry Christmas and they get out their cell phone out and they just scream at their cell phone and then inside their F Ford F-150. Like that's, that's our culture now in this country. <laughs> just yeah, no, but they're the tough guys. Phones. They're, they're the real tough ones who are, who are fucking having, you know, piss baby meltdowns over the fact that they can't get their fucking, their pedicures. Like the, the, these, these burly men can't get their fucking pedicures <sighs> like for, for a couple of weeks. I, and it's, it's the tiger King. They want to, yeah. they want to be that guy now. Apparently. <laughs> Well, so, I mean, and look, you know, eventually, because the government does not seem to want to fucking do anything to help the people, the 26 million at this point, as of today's unemployment numbers, uh, who are out of work, uh, which is uh, like a fifth, like 20% of the entire U.S. workforce, I believe. So, yeah, we're just, we're we're really climbing up to, you know, beyond Great Depression levels of unemployment. Um, But so the government doesn't want to do fuck all to help us. They've given us one $1,200 check and told us to fuck off, basically. Uh, so that's why people are fucking screaming to get back to work, because it's like, I don't want to fucking work. I don't want to risk my life, but you're not going to do shit to help me. 
Now, uh, of course, the fucking capitalist class is funding a lot of these protests because that's a uh, that's a that's a preferable alternative to them than to just have the government give people money because then people would be like, oh wow, why don't they just do this all the time? Like we we're we're all struggling to make ends meet, and this is our fucking money. This is tax money. And this should just be how it is all the time. They just don't want people to ever get that idea in their head because it's really uh, pervasive and it's a really fucking good way to run a society. So that's why they're trying to rush everything back. And not to mention just the general garden variety corruption of, you know, Lobby X is leaning on the governor of Georgia to open this business and Lobby Y is leaning on uh, the governor of Florida to open this business. You know, we talked about the WWF last or WWE last week uh, getting declared as an essential business. It's just this is the shit that we're dealing with because we're such a we're such fucking slaves to the uh, this capitalist system of economics. And like it, nobody should fucking have to worry right now. We should all be getting checks. We should all be getting food deliveries. Everyone should be able to shelter in place until this is fucking done. But because we won't do that as a society. We're going to rush back to work. Uh, the most uh, vulnerable people, uh, you know, poor, low-income people, elderly, are, are going to be fucking disproportionately affected by this. And nobody gives well, a fuck. Like, it's just, and, it's and, just really... And there's got to be a way to do it smartly. <clears throat> but you know the people that are going to rush into it aren't going to do it smartly. You know, like the, the people rushing back out to the beaches of Florida, I, I didn't see any masks on any of those people. <laughs> Right. No, they're so, all fucking playing in the water right next to each other. Right. Right. So, it, it's, would you hear De Blasio? Fucking De Blasio wants to have. He says the second we reopen, we want to have a, a a ticker tape parade down Fifth Avenue for all of our essential workers and healthcare and and you know frontline healthcare workers. I'm like, what the fuck? you think maybe who, gathering who, who, people <laughs> shoulder to shoulder is not a great fucking that's exactly idea? Exactly what they moron. did during the fucking Spanish flu because they were trying to literally support yeah. World War One, and then like two hundred thousand extra people got got sick. Yeah, it's 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 dumb. It's so dumb. I mean, we got to keep doing the things that are, you know, like the here in Chicago, uh, rear boarding on the buses, and you, no one has to pay a fare anymore. They said they're going to install fare machines at the, at the rear doors to all the buses, but like, how's the driver even going to know if you paid or not when he's yeah. twenty feet away at the front of the bus? Um, you know, uh, they there's a, a maximum amount of people that can be on the bus that's less than the amount of seats, and the bus drivers can can skip a stop if they think that there's too many people there's on the bus already, and and do only drop off service, right? So things like that are smart, right? That's yeah. like we still have to have, you know, you still got to do certain things, you still got to get certain places, right? But you got to do it smart. You got to do it smart. Well, God forbid public transit, which is paid for entirely by taxpayer dollars, uh, wouldn't cost anything at the point of service. Like, uh, I, I can't even imagine. Like, it, it's just so fucking. God, just fucking well, cities and, and are the just argument so against built making in with this corruption. Transit totally free, you know, or completely subsidizes. Is that oh, then then poor people will ride it too much. Like that's <laughs> the point. That's that's you why know? it's public transit. Because right. they are people right. who cannot afford private or choose not to use private transit. There and was, um, <laughs> in Seattle, uh, the city wanted to set up a food forest where it would just be like all these fruit bearing trees, you know, acres oh, wow. after acres. And people could just come and pick whatever they wanted. And people were opposed to it saying, well, what if, what if someone just shows up and, you know, eats all the food? 
and they people that wanted it were like, well, then it worked. <laughs> that's the, that's yeah. the point. But, but know, that's of the mentality people... we have as Americans is that well, right. is that like, oh, well, I would just go there and take it all. So why wouldn't somebody else do that? It's like, no, exactly. you're a fucking exactly. asshole. Like, just take what you or need. Food pantries. You know, people yeah. are posting photos of, the, you know, their apartment has like a commons room. People are putting, you know, food for people who need it. And it's like, well, what if someone just took it all? It's like, then they needed it. <laughs> like, that's what food <laughs> is. I, I fell down a rabbit hole yesterday um, because it was Lennon's birthday. Hail to the king. Uh, Vladimir, and, not you know, Yeah, yeah. Lenin, not Lenin. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, one of the biggest arguments we always hear, oh, so many people starved under communism. And I was like, I want to actually go and study the famines that happened, quote unquote, under communism. Because I always, mm-hmm. you know, like I hadn't studied it enough to really refute that. Uh, and I wanted to just learn about it more. And there was a big one in like 1890 obviously before communism and another one in 1922 and another one in 1933 and the reasons for the one in 22 when lenin was in power um mostly was was post-world war one europe was so destroyed that you know i mean once once your cornfields turn into a battlefield like you may not be able to grow anything for a couple years right yeah uh and they're just, you know, you're still talking about areas of, of the Soviet Union or, or, you know, Ukraine and some of these other satellite countries that were never, they hadn't ever been industrialized, right? So even when they had food, getting it to people where there's areas where there's no railroad and no roads at all was a logistical nightmare. Uh, and, you know, America was already providing food aid for a lot of European countries and offered it the Soviet Union in, in uh, you know, 19, 1919, I believe. And Lenin said no, and then things got worse, and then in 1921 they said yes. So, you know, we always have this image of Hoover as, like, the guy that set the National Guard on the veterans, the, you know, the bonus army, uh, and, and burned down their camp in, on, on the mall in Washington, D.C. But, you know, that that's the image I always had of Hoover. And then I'm, now I'm reading, like, oh, he actually was – Hoover, we were feeding 10 million Russians a day for the better part of a year by sending over just tons and tons of food. So you know, yeah. the fact that like we, that Len was like, Hey, you know, it's like, we're, we're trying to start a new country here, but like, we do need your help. I don't want millions to die, <laughs> you know, and I'm willing to, you know, kind of bend the knee and accept this foreign aid, um, at the cost of sort of, you know, looking like we didn't have our shit together, but you know, it really was, you know, because you, you've got areas where there's the, you know, you, you don't have big food stores. Everyone's farming food just for themselves and then you did have a you know a, a set of you know an area of private property people that didn't want to collectivize that were hoarding food and hoarding grain you know and not distributing it as they had been told to, uh, and then of course you know you've got brutally cold winters right and you've got a lack of resources right and and the whole point the whole purpose of of trying of Lenin trying to radically industrialize the country was to prevent exactly those types of things. And they did. They, they, you know, by and large, within 10 years, caught up to where capitalist countries had taken 100 years to get as far yeah. as their level of, of industrialization. So it was just, I, I learned a ton of other random facts. Like uh, in 1908, Lenin was riding his bicycle in Paris and somebody in a car hit him. So we fucking <laughs> sued him and won. <laughs> God like, damn. apparently Lennon was like an avid cyclist and photographer and hated Paris because Paris was was overrun with motor vehicles. Uh, and he called it a, a, I forget what he called it. He called the city of Paris like a, a chittle country, basically. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, yeah, I don't like it. Can't ride my bike there. 
but yeah, just imagine, like it's you hard. know, the, the fact that like he got hit by <clears> someone <throat> on a uh, by a car, like that sucks because not my cyclist. But the fact that he sued the person and won <laughs> over it, <laughs> just how many fucking cars were there even in 1908? Like, what? not many. But you got to realize if, if, if <laughs> like, you're what, not, what used are the odds to... you get hit with the fucking car? I mean, they they were uh, you know only went five miles an hour, but it yeah. was still they were so loud, and obnoxious, and hit people and horses constantly uh, that people were you know understandably like, what the fuck is this thing? It's like some if somebody just drove their car up on a sidewalk today, you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? That's the way it was in in, in streets because for yeah. hundreds of years, you know, if you're born in the year 1870, you just walk down the fucking street. You know, what's, yeah. that's, there's no danger. There's a horse and buggy moving on one mile an hour. There's a train over there on the tracks. That's what you hear clopping up to you. Yeah. Right. So suddenly there's <clears> this, this <throat> giant motorized coach that's fucking loud. I didn't have mufflers back then. They were loud as hell. Um, you know, it was in, in the auto lobby had to spend decades trying to convince people not to walk in the street because they knew that they were going to keep getting in trouble for killing people. So that's where the term jaywalker came from they had come up with a slur for people that still walked on the street the way they'd done for thousands of years yeah uh right so yeah i just just learning about that learning about you know just sort of the the reasons for the rapid industrialization the reasons why famines happened that had nothing to do with communism uh you know there were there was certainly famines and political repression under the SARS before the communist revolution uh, and they had their gulags too. Like they, they threw people in jail for, for all kinds of things. So, you know, a lot, of, I think a lot of times, you know, you get, you get, uh, a lot of anti-communist criticism on the left from people that had no idea what the conditions were like before a revolution took place and why certain things were done, you know, some of them good, some of them bad, but like what the logic was, it wasn't like they started out as like a one party system. There was a bunch of other socialist groups that were part of the formation of, first Soviet Russia, uh, and then later the Soviet Union. And a lot of them wanted to just take all those satellite countries and make them Russia. And Lenin mm-hmm. said, no, they deserve to retain their own national identity. We're not trying to take that away from anyone. We're trying to set up more left-wing governments and more workers' parties in other countries, not just you know take them over. And he also made some, some, some concessions based on criticism. Everyone's like, oh, you weren't allowed to criticize anything in the Soviet government. Well, that wasn't true. There was lots of criticism and lots of disagreement and lots of dissent, right? And one of the things that people wanted to com- a completely nationalized economy, no small business allowed. And he said, no, we're only going to nationalize the big businesses. You know, mom and pop stores should still be able to control themselves, right? Like that's, yeah. we're not trying to be that authoritarian. Uh, and of course, Stalin was like, no. <laughs> so, and Lenin was emphatic that he, you know, once he knew he was about to die, because he died pretty young from, from a stroke, and his health had been deteriorating. He was like, please don't let Lenin replace me. So all the people that Lenin first just you know, put in jail, Stalin was like, okay, now that I'm in charge, I'm going to kill all of you. Even though you're already in jail, <laughs> I'm going to go back and kill all of you because that's that's the kind of fucking stone-cold assassin I am. So anyway, way in a yeah. tangent. And, and yesterday was his yeah. birthday. So. And, and a lot of those people on the left, quote-unquote, who, who criticize communist countries uh, are, are pretty much feds anyway. <laughs> I mean, you know, looking at certain you know, blank, uh, socialists of America organizations that, you know, don't have any actual face to them and tweet really random shit that seems to only be there to, you know, get the left to argue with each other, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, uh, very strange takes on, on certain things. And you're like, is this a yeah, cop? That's, I yeah, think I've yeah. been following in a cop here. I'm also convinced there, even- there, there's a certain other poster who just spends, all of her time fucking posting about uh, 
how like all these leftist podcasts are like n- gateways to Nazism. <laughs> she might be a cop too. Right. I'm pretty I'm pretty convinced that she's a cop at this point, or just a really yeah. uh, dumb liberal who people think is leftist. Uh, but in any event, <laughs> uh, oh no, but okay. So yeah, we were talking about the shutdowns and the push to reopen, and I just want to play an audio clip from uh, Anderson Cooper's show of all people because. He had the Vegas uh, mayor on, and uh, this woman, Carolyn Goodman, uh, apparently she's like one of these uh, nepotism uh, mayor. Like her husband was mayor for a long time, and like when he died, they like elected her because they liked him, or you know, like one of those weird situations. Which is just like what? What the fuck is that? They did, didn't they do yeah. that with McCain, where they made like his wife the fucking senator or some shit like that? I think some, they wanted. Some, I don't. I don't know. They or they wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but in any event, um, really dumb. That's not how fucking politics should work. But um, she might be one of the dumbest people I've ever ha- had the misfortune of of listening to. So and when you listen to this, keep in mind like how fucking crazy <clears throat> someone has to be to make Anderson Cooper a Vanderbilt seem like the normal <laughs> seem like one. a leftist. Yeah. <laughs> Seem like the voice of reason, yeah. And so, and there's, and you know, I, I actually would recommend if you if your blood pressure can stand it, uh, seeking out this whole like nine or ten minute interview because it's fucking wild, and she says wild shit the entire interview. But this is just one segment that people, you know, particularly uh, took umbrage with. So I'll play that. Every one of those lives is a tragic loss, but when you count a hundred and fifty versus 2.3 million, you have to say, okay. we have to open up. We have to right. go back. Our bus drivers, our But hasn't cleaners, it been because of social distancing that the numbers have been what they are? How do you know until we have a control group? We offer to be a control group. Anybody who knows anything about statistics knows that, for instance, you have a vaccine. You're, you're offering you the, real the vaccine. citizens of Las Vegas to be a control group to see if your theory on social distancing works or doesn't work. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Don't put words in my mouth. You just said said we'll be a control group. Excuse me. What I said was I offered to be a control group, and I was told by our statistician you can't do that because people from all parts of Southern Nevada come in to work in the city. And I said, oh, that's too bad, because I know when you have a disease, you have a placebo that gets the water and the sugar, and then you get those that actually get the shot. We would love to be that placebo side so you have something to measure against. So all you, the data and You want to get the placebo. You don't want to get the actual... Well, no, the group that gets the placebo, by the way, usually gets the short end of the stick. Um, well, you don't know. How do you know when you, Mayor, you're in part of let that me just group? Say, you are. Mayor, <laughs> Mayor if, if, you, if casinos reopen, are you going to be inside those casinos every single night putting your own life on the line? I have lived in this town for 56 years. Are you going to go to the casinos every night and put your life on the line no, like I, all the workers I, you say I've you were there holding town, their hands? So I am. They don't need it. We weren't broken. We as tragically have 150 people we lost. Tragic. We have 2.3 million people here. I haven't heard you say have yes that you would be sitting on those casino floors every night along with the people that you say you are holding their hands with. What What is the purpose of that? First of all, I have a family. Because and it would I be putting your money. It would be night. putting money you where doing? your mouth is. To- First of all, I have a family. Unlike all these people that work in casinos or work in services. She- 
she doesn't believe anything she's saying. For one, she sounds like one of these people on QVC that's like, I I have these this knife set at home, and it is the finest knife set I have ever done. It's like none of the fucking things she's saying. Such a does she actually believe? Yeah, and, and then when she tries to pretend that she didn't say what she just fucking said, and she's like, oh, you're putting words in my mouth. I didn't say that all Jews are gay. I said all gays are Jews. Like, yeah. what? What the fuck is she talking about? She's like, no, I, I'm not saying I'm offering Las Vegas as a control group and see, you know, if, what people, how many people fucking die without social distancing. I said I did offer it and it was turned down. So, oh, that, what what an important distinction. <laughs> you did offer up the residents here fucking see it all time. Person <laughs> like that. It, the reason why I was delving into the you know the famines under communism allegedly uh, was because this is exactly the kind of things that someone like that will say why we shouldn't embrace socialism or communism because oh then millions will die and they're literally saying we need to go back to work so it, in if millions die from this virus for the sake of capitalism then so be it yep yep yeah no I mean it, it's just you know. It, <laughs> I'm rereading uh, The Stand right now, which is, you know, obviously very, uh, it, 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 there's a lot of weird similarities in, in the description of the virus in The Stand and in the symptoms of Corona. Um, but it's just so funny because, like, the whole book is centered around this, like, ultimate embodiment of evil who, like, lords over Las Vegas, like, in this post-apocalyptic world. And he's trying right. to kill off as many people as possible to get to this big epic final showdown of good. And I'm just like, this is just too on the fucking nose. Like just fucking Mayor Randall flag well, with her fucking I, smiley face. Pin. I never um, read that book. I've read a lot of Stephen King books, uh, Stephen King books when I was a teenager, but I didn't read that mm-hmm. one, but I remember the, the, um, the mini series on TV. Oh yeah. And how it opens with uh, don't fear the Reaper as the cameras like slowly panning through the lab where everyone's dead. Is the intro Such a good of it? Shot, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it was very iconic for TV. It was like yeah, right, it's right like, at the beginning of like we were like, hey, what if we made like a prestige TV show, but like on ABC, right? It, uh, it was like very like yeah, it was very like well made for a for a network broadcast in like ninety four, yeah. way before like. I'll Sopranos tell you what wasn't good shit. on TV was the Langoliers. <laughs> that <laughs> <was> shit. <laughs> I went back and like oh, watched man. some of it so just bad. for like shits and the giggles. It is the cheesiest fucking adaptation oh, yeah. of Stephen King ever. <laughs> just the fucking yeah. Larry Baltakov is sitting there just tearing strips of paper. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, perfect perfect the, strangers reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the the book, the stand. I like. I it's it's a massive time suck. So I mean, I I don't know if I could even recommend it. But if you ever are like stuck on a deserted island and you have you know like three weeks to kill it's fucking great you could tell like all the quarantine for three months at a time you know i don't know if that would ever happen (laughs) you could tell like kirkman uh took a lot of elements of it for the walking dead like it's very walking dead-esque like minus the 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 zombies but like in terms like the two the you know warring fact it's good it's good shit um but in any event so um we'd like it to stay fiction We'd like to. Yeah, no, it would be nice if, 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 the, if these things weren't playing out in actuality. Well, you know, uh, President Trump has has a solution. He actually mentioned a, um, a potential solution for getting rid of coronavirus during his press briefing right before we went on air. And I just had to play the audio because I couldn't believe when I read like the tweet description of it. I was like, that surely isn't what he said. Um, and and yeah, this, is, no. this is for all the people who. <laughs> think that we only bash on democrats like like this is 
This is it, like the reason why we don't really talk about Trump is because like the insanity is so self-evident. But there is another level to this clip right here, and yeah, I, I don't you know. Just just roll it. No, no, no Democrat <laughs> is as funny, stupid funny as Trump either, which is another reason I, I enjoy playing stuff like this. All right, so here, let's play the audio. So supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. And I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. Right. And then I see the disinfectant, but it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or, or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs, and it does a tremendous number. So it would be interesting to check that. So that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds, it sounds interesting to me. So we'll see, but the whole concept of the light, the way it kills it in one minute, that's uh, that's pretty powerful. <laughs> so you hear that right wingers shoot up some fucking bleach. That's the way you're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna rid ourselves of this pandemic. If you don't drink fuck it, if you don't inject bleach into your veins to own the libs, you're not a true patriot America. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, he's—it's it's seriously like that—that that like horrible fucking that, that photo of the person like like sunbathing their anus. Like it's the same oh, level god. of 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 science. It's like this might have well bit might as well have been like fucking like a goop, you know, medical advice. Like that. It, it, he fucking. watched World War Z and Brad Pitt just like randomly stabbing syringes into him until one of them turned him into being zombie proof. And he's like, "There it is! There it is! I saw Brad Pitt do it." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that's his you know you just you know yeah i don't know just just so god damn like just really funny and dumb um but you know man um so uh, you know i i think like we said you know obviously we need to do something for people because nobody's fucking the government's not fucking doing shit for them i mean no, right now I, they're i tried to get yeah. the fucking the twelve hundred dollars that i mentioned i don't file taxes and there's a link on irs.gov that says if you don't file yeah. taxes click here and i did it and all it does is make you file your tax return for 2018 <laughs> that's it's all like it, it didn't it, it just and then it's like it never asked you for direct deposit information and it says oh in 48 hours we'll let you know if it was accepted and of course i got it back and it wasn't accepted and it was like you forgot to enter in your 2018 irs code and like it, it says well if you if you <laughs> you didn't file taxes you wouldn't have the code so i'm doing this because i didn't file any taxes so i don't have the fucking code and it's like enter one of these five different it's just so i like i'm i'm going to have to call them to figure this shit yeah. out and just the i don't know the the dread the existential dread of having to call up the irs and talk oh, to some of the irs it's it's like i'd rather get a colonoscopy than yeah. do i mean you might have honestly trigger an audit just by fucking calling their phone number like Right. You when know, I when I work for Department of State, I talk to people all the time about IRS tax debt and how it relates to their passport. Because if you have enough of it, they can revoke your passport, right? And people would call in. Usually, it was like some fucked up situation that wasn't even their own fault. Like I, there was a woman that called in whose husband had uh, basically got caught embezzling millions of dollars and oh, didn't want to go to prison, so he killed himself. Well, oh shit, yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. So now the wife incurs his debt, right? And she wants to take a trip with her kids, and she doesn't know how to find out if her passport's been revoked. And I said, well, you know, if, if your passport's revoked, Department of State sends you a letter and will tell you directly. Like, they won't just not tell you. But she's talking about, well, it's like, I want to pay back this debt, but IRS hasn't contacted me about it for a couple of years. And I'm worried if I inquire about it, they'll reopen the case and come after me again. And I was like, yeah, that is something to worry about. <laughs> like, you Jesus. you might want to call from a payphone and, you know, ask questions <laughs> anonymously, honestly. Yeah. So I'm literally like, I'm working for Department of State telling this woman how to, you know, clandestinely contact another government agency. And like this is this is my job. I had to do that. <laughs> like I had step to, like, one help is her. find a payphone in so, in one of the, the lower forty eight oh, yeah. states. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, or just but buy still, a burner was, phone from like a Bodega. yeah, ex- exactly. But I mean, it, she didn't do anything. It was her husband yeah. that did all that shit. I mean, he. he I, I said, well, you don't have to. You shouldn't have to worry because you have to. You have to owe fifty thousand dollars in IRS tax debt before your passport is provoked. She's like, eh, it's half a million. I was like, whoa. Oh my God. <laughs> half yeah. a fucking million in tax yeah. debt. What the fuck? Well, you only owe half a million in tax debt, in, in personal tax debt, if you've been doing, you know, tax evasion crimes. Like, that's how you yeah. get up to that number. But imagine <laughs> right, what his, so. his income was, what his what his declared income was to owe a half a million in tax debt. Oh, oh exactly. Like, I mean, he could have owned, like, a car dealership and been in that ballpark, yeah, maybe. honestly. Yeah, but that's true. Uh, I, I have an ex, Shit, actually, man. who um, works in a dealership, and she's been furloughed, but is still getting paid uh, because the dealership guy uh, applied for, like, a $250,000 loan to keep paying his employees. And I was like, that that's... Like that's good. That's good. That's, I, yeah. No. Wow. Kind of sucks that it's a good loan. Yeah. yeah. Like it sucks that it's a loan and not a grant, because um, he's gonna have to pay it back eventually. But did still, he apply like, for the SBA? Like the the money that that disappeared immediately. The the where I, it was like I don't know exactly, but you know, usually someone that owns a car dealership, like they're probably not that much higher than like upper middle class at best. You know, they're they're not yeah, making yeah. a ton of money. And the people that actually sell cars, I mean, I hate cars, but like I, let's face it, like people sell cars as their job. They don't make a ton of money either, you know? Um, no, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I told, I told her, I was like, look, I'm, I'm glad you're being taken care of. Like she's got kids she got to take care of too, you know? So yeah. Uh, yeah. Empathy. But um, again, off on a tangent. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> I don't even remember what we were talking about, but so you know, it's something's got to be done. But uh, obviously, rushing back is the worst possible fucking thing we can do. And you know, the CDC director even everyone's trying to say as much without pissing Trump off. Like Fauci's trying to say that the CDC director, and they all have to like tiptoe around him because he's a fucking child. And if it makes it seem like oh, this is going to happen again, <clears throat> one way or another in the fall. That looks bad for Trump because he's like, fuck, I'm not going to want to send people back into lockdown right before the election. That's going to look awful for me. Uh, so he's desperately trying. Well, I mean, Trump's people to get are them to turn out to vote that. no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be like the that that's that's the the scary. I mean, I don't fucking give a shit. It's Trump or Biden at this point. They're, no, I don't terrible. either. They're both terrible. Although there, there is a light in the darkness because Jesse Ventura is apparently considering. Uh, throwing his hat into the uh, into the into the electoral ring as a uh, green candidate. Oh, so I I'm, I'm I very he re- he denied that, but yeah, I mean his denial certainly... was a non-denial. His denial was not. Was his it? denial was a don't don't believe rumors, but but he didn't say he wasn't running. He was like, yeah, I he basically was like, I'm exploring my options. 
Well, he'll probably get Tulsi Gabbard's vote. <laughs> um, he's, he's weird, but he's he's definitely better than either Biden or, or uh, Trump. Like sure. his politics, I, I, he's, he's weird, but you know, it's 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 you know when he was governor of Minnesota, I was kind of like, okay, can't be that bad. And then like since that, I I feel like he's kind of sort of shifted and adopted some weird stances and stuff. I don't really follow him that closely, but uh, did, did you see um, Liz Warren announced 20 endorsements for down ballot races today? Or yeah, <laughs> it was, it was today. Um, all women, uh, but did not endorse AOC Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, um, Pramila Jayapal, and not even Ayanna Presley. <laughs> From her home state of, of, of Massachusetts, who endorsed her for president? Like, yeah, and wow. who, who stood on stage and like <laughs> shielded her from angry protesters, like while she froze up like a fucking, you know, uh, like a like a weirdo, like who couldn't well, answer a simple, like you know. And, and the reason is she wants Biden to pick her for VP, so of course she's mm-hmm. not going to endorse progressives. She's she's a yeah. fucking even even, to the, to even lame milk toast ones like Anna Presley like she's so she's so such a fucking like nakedly ambitious careerist that she's willing to basically I didn't even look at the slate I'm sure they're fairly right wing they're like Gretchen Whitmer types like there's no way she endorsed anyone who's an actual insurgent candidate <laughs> yeah I, like, I didn't recognize know. the name of anyone she was endorsing but um I mean she probably wouldn't endorse somebody who's you know regardless any any Democrat. Who's trying to primary number another Democrat? I'm sure Warren would never, you know, would would not. You know, she 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 doesn't even, you know, she doesn't even think that Joe Manchin needs to be criticized. So she's yeah, that's that's the level of of uh, yeah. And there's still idiots who, uh, you know, on the left, quote unquote, who are like, oh well, you know, she'd be a great uh, olive branch to the left if Biden made her the VP. I'm like, just fuck off, man. Yeah. Like I. I I view I at this point I think I would view Biden more favorably than Warren as like a presidential candidate like and I don't at all view him favorably but at least we know who he fucking whoever, is whoever whoever the know? vice president is is going to be the president that's just that's a given yeah well that's right? the other and thing yeah I mean it it maybe immediately <sighs> like maybe immediately I don't yeah. know it, it's just it's like I usually start prepping for the show um, with quotes and headlines, things like that on like Monday and I'll start throwing things together and I'll edit it down and then, you know, have a bunch of shit to read. I didn't, I didn't do that this week for like the first time in, in months. Cause I'm just kind of yeah. like, well, we're, <laughs> we're all dying of a virus or we're going crazy from quarantine. I, I, it's so hard There's to get nothing into, to be hopeful about. Yeah. I, 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 I have a hard time like getting up, so to speak for the podcast. Cause I'm just like, everything sucks and there's no hope and like, there's nothing to fucking be excited about and everything's awful. Nobody wants and... to listen to us complain about shit. They're already panicking <laughs> yeah, about right, either. Right. Like it's therapy for us to, to vent, but for other mm. people, it's gotta be just like, Oh, you're just reminding me of all the fucking shit. I hate all um, the shit that's weighing on me right now, man. Yeah. I, I will say though, you, you're, you're a pharmacy tech, right? At a, yeah. like a, is it is it uh, CDS or Rite Aid or Walgreens? Well, it's, or in, it? in, it's a independent uh, pharmacy, family owned okay. pharmacy. Right, so what's is it inside of like another business or is it just like a pharmacy? By no, itself, it's just a, it's, it's just a pharmacy retail, you know, like random stupid shit store. <laughs> but uh, no, but yeah, okay. it's its own thing. We're in a shopping plaza, uh, you know, like a, a strip mall type thing. Um, yeah, no, and it, it, it's it, it like basically uh, me and like the other techs were basically like at the start of this, we're like, look, we're not gonna. Um, 
you know, if you want us to come in and, you know, obviously we need to stay open. We're an essential business. We need to take precautions. We're not going to let people browse the store, touch shit, you know, come right up to the counter. You know, we, basically we have them stand outside the door and like, you know, stay, everyone stay six feet apart. And like, if you're picking up a script, we'll run back and get it for you. If you need something in the store, we'll run and get it for you. But, you know, we don't let right. people into the store because there's a ton of fucking cases in that little you know, borough alone, there's like 78 cases. And there's, I mean, when I tell you there's not 5,000 people in that town, I, I, I think I'd like, I don't know exactly, but I, that's, that would be my guess. So it's the mm-hmm. per capita, you know, is very high because everyone there is uh, in that town is wealthy and like works in Manhattan or travels to what, you know, like all, all the fucking hotspots. So well, um, and that was exactly why they didn't want people. Why they wanted to prohibit people going from their second homes because they knew that like all the rich people were going to leave the urban centers to go, you know, hang out in their flee to Westchester, New York, flee to and Cape Cod, else. <laughs> right? So yeah. people were like, oh, I can't go to my can't go to my cottage, my cabin, and my yacht. It's like there's a reason. There's a reason why they did that. Well, uh, Whitmer did that. That was one of the things they were protesting in Michigan that right. they couldn't flee to their summer homes because it was like, yeah, because you're going to take your fucking your detroit germs and bring them to fucking i don't i don't know what the summer home suburbs is. suburbs of detroit yeah germs, suburbs yeah. of detroit like you know so it's well, like and that's uh, you know somebody did um so you know how like we can do geotag uh cell phone data to show travel and movement and it turned yeah. out that you know like michigan people in michigan were staying at home <clears throat> more than any other state except for like new york right but they mm-hmm. also did one where they were like where did everyone leave spring break in florida and go back to mm-hmm. and it was all like the suburbs of detroit which are all white was like the most heavily concentrated urban area of people they had been at those florida beaches back when they weren't social distancing right so uh, in, in like know. february and early march at the height of the fucking outbreak when right. yeah and they they right. just spread it to everybody my uh, my mother had a friend who was um, saying well the problem is with you know with detroit is that i know what the, those kind of people uh, and, and, you know, how they behave, which is just like, obviously a racist statement. Right. And mm-hmm. this guy didn't know what the fuck he's talking about. So my mom sent him some links and like, he wouldn't even look at it at first. Right. And then she like pretty much said like, Hey, look, uh, the, the data doesn't, doesn't match your <clears throat> bullshit racist assertions. So I was kind of like, you know, good, good one, mom, way to fight that one. Yeah. Um, but I, I mentioned the pharmacy tech because I, at, at the CVS I go to for, uh, wine and liquor, um, it's, it's all, you know, my Latino neighborhood, everyone that works at the CVS is, is Latino or Latina, uh, Latinx. And there's like a security guard there. He's black and they're all, they're all fucking great people. Like they're all young yeah. and like the friendliest fucking people. Um, but I, I go in there later when there's less people, you know, there's lines and, you know, sometimes there's, there's like a, you know, mother goes in there and has like a whole shopping cart of things and like has Ugh. 15 coupons. And it's like, okay, and there's one be... cashier and you're just right, like, this exactly. is take fucking forever. <laughs> and they got these, these plastic partitions up where they can like reach around and, and scan things underneath. Like a little, it's, you know, like a bulletproof thing, but it's not bulletproof. It's just plexiglass. It's, it's, it's a spit like splash yeah, guard basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad they have those, but like, um, later in the, in the evening, there is occasionally one of the pharmacy techs wearing like his nurse's smock will cover for the other uh, clerks if they're on break mm-hmm. or going to the bathroom, or whatever. And, and like, I can tell that he's like, his, his background is, is not retail sales. It's, it's medicine. Right. Because, yeah. you know, he's, he's got all of his, you know, he doesn't usually wear a mask, but he's got gloves on and everything. 
but they got the partition, so it's fine. And I got my bandana on, whatever. Um, but he always like in, in a deeply personal way will ask me how I'm doing, how my family's doing and like how I'm you know, hanging in there and just has this, he's got like a bedside manner and he's ringing up my wine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like I, I told him about, you know, my, my mother's pretty much isolated, recently widowed. Uh, so he, he like asked about that. Um, you know, oh, we, wow. we briefly mentioned, you know, like the, the protests in Lansing and, you know, just how heartbreaking is to see that kind of thing. And, you know, he's, he's just like got this, like, I, I feel like it's, it's such a simple little bit of empathy, but it's extremely therapeutic. And it, like every time, you know, he's not always working, you know, ringing things up. You normally he's back in the pharmacy, but he's still carrying like that, that instinctive check on the community, check in with the community thing with him in every interaction. I'm sure he talks the same way to everybody else in there. It's not like yeah. he's, you know, friend or anything, but like every time I go in there, I talk to him. I'm just like, I just feel like I got to hug the guy. <laughs> like, and of course I can't, but it, you know, yeah, yeah. Kind no, of that's, that's awesome. No, um, I were, and I worked at CVS for like the first four years of my like working career or whatever, before I went to the, you know, where I am now this independent place. And it, 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 they're one of the worst corporations in the world and they pay like shit, but everyone that works there is fucking cool. Cause it's a very much a, you're in the trenches together kind of mentality. So it's like, right. It, it weeds out the the shitheads. The, and like yeah, there's the, no, there's like no boss there to be seen. I've never well, know. even the most of the bosses are just like like d like like uh you know general managers of the store, but they're all like like kids and like twenty five year olds yeah. who are like are like and the same they're type still of doing the know. same job as everybody else. So there's, there's yeah, like exactly they might have a tie on, but they're they're still a kid and they're still there like dealing with all the bullshit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it feels like, and you know, and the security guy always says hello to me and always says goodbye to me. It's, it's like, <clears throat> it's like my little CVS family where I go every day <laughs> and everyone like cares about That's each cool. other. And it's just, it's like, you know, there, there is still, yeah. hum, you know, uh, deep humanity amongst the working class, um, and concern for one another. And, you know, it's like the people that, that make the least amount of money that end up donating the most of, of their paycheck to well yeah they say poor it. people donate way way higher percentage of their and I I'm sure we can all attest to that because if we donate you know uh, twenty dollars to or you know even if even like if you do that like when you're at a store and it's like oh do you want to donate a dollar to you know to cancer charity it's like oh yeah sure that dollar to your net worth is like ten thousand dollars every time you go to a store to if, if it was bill you oh, know it's insane a billionaire it's, insane. It, it, it's just yeah, I, I was reading, um, you know, because Chomsky's who Noam Chomsky, everyone thinks is like the, the vanguard of the left, who is very anti-Marxist, anti-communist, anti-Leninist uh, and, and endorsed Hillary Clinton. And now is going to endorse endorse Joe Biden. It's just like, what? What the fuck? Who is this guy? There's a guy named a guy about the same age, actually, named uh, Michael Parenti, who is uh, talks like a New Yorker, uh, but is like vehemently pro um pro communist and defends communism like pretty much all communism defends it yeah and still says like well look you can you can defend communism and still you know say stalin was a terrible fucking monster right but you know he he, he uh, i was reading this article he wrote um only about four years ago and the guy's 87 so he's still pretty sharp um just about all the misconceptions that the that a lot of people on the left still have about communism especially like the you know the people that ran the communist party were like living large you know, like the he, he had some statistics. The largest wealth disparity in the Soviet Union was about five to one, right? Yeah, like which the, is that's incredible the, the, compared. To which it. is like you you you're like oh that's so unfair. It's like you know the, you know what the the widest wealth disparity in the United States is? 
is 10,000 to one. So it's, it's just like, really? You're criticizing a country that like, you know, flattened the if you, economic If you said income? to me, every, every corporation in America, the CEO can make five times what their lowest wage earns. I'd be like, sign me up tomorrow. That is the, right. that is a thousand times better than anything. that. Like, we'll why, why are we criticizing a system where it yeah. was the most you could make more than the lowest person was five times as much in a country where we allow people to make 10,000 times more than the lowest earner? in that corporation. Like it, it's just, yeah. it's insane. You know, and it, it's like it, it is this myth that they, everyone just wanted power for the sake of power. Well, that's, I mean, they could have just done that with the existing system. Instead, mm-hmm. they fucking broke their ass and spent their lives and got arrested and deported and, and death threats and, um, you know, assassination attempts to try to make a more equitable system. Right. And, I think that, you know, Jules talks about this a lot, that like it's, you can't criticize something that was vastly better than what was there in the first place. You know, what, what was, what what was in Cuba before the communist revolution? Slavery, just flat out slavery. (laughs) And the people that are like, you know, the distance are like, Oh, communism's terrible. It's like, well, what did your family do before the revolution? Well, they owned plantations and slaves. It's like, okay, where did they go? (laughs) Of course you didn't like communism because of that. That's all right. They all, they fled to Miami and they're, they're terrorizing uh, that, that, you know, community. No, but, yeah, they won't even let like a social democrat win because they're just like, no, no I took my slaves away. No, they they like people like fucking Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Donna Shalala who are literally the worst possible human beings like that had probably ever walked the halls of Congress, other than like the slave owners way back in the day. Like you know, in terms of modern day politicians, they're the worst, they, most corrupt, exactly, evil motherfuckers. And they are the exact same people that if they were in office back then would say, look, I'm I don't I'm. Not uh, you know in favor of slavery, but that's just the system we have. And, yeah, and yeah, ab- yeah, yeah. abolishing that that seems a little too far left, Bernie. And uh, by the way, Donna Shalala, who uh, Pelosi is is nominating or appointing, I don't know the exact process, to be the oversight for this bailout money because everyone's like, you know, well, Trump's just going to give it to all his fucking cronies. She's the one running the oversight. Well, people found did some digging on her because she's obviously corrupt as hell. Uh, and it turns out she actually violated a bunch of tax laws and like uh, Wall Street, you know, disclosures and like basically kind of insider trading. And Pelosi like refuses to not not nominate her for the post, which she wasn't even seeking. Katie Porter was seeking this this job. And Katie Porter is actually like pretty good on this stuff, like on, you know, oversight and shit like that. That's like her yeah. passion. So it was like, well, no, we can't have her. Fuck that. Like, so anyone that thinks that Pelosi is not doing the exact same shit that Trump is doing and working hand in hand with Trump and McConnell and all these motherfuckers to funnel as much money as possible to their mutually shared donors is fucking kidding themselves. So. Um, well, you had another clip, I believe, of oh, a, yeah. a, so a gentleman. Speaking of, of guys yelling into their, their cameras and their trucks, uh, usually <laughs> the, the right wing brand. This is one of the good ones. And in it, I mean, you, you don't even have to see what he's wearing to know this guy. Like, it has to be like the president of a, of a labor union. But he's wearing in this jacket. You can, like, see, like, the, the insignia of his union on his jacket, right? But uh-huh. you'll, you don't need to see it because you, you will feel that union president energy in this guy's delivery. Yeah, yeah. So let's play that and we'll we'll chat about it quick. 
just going to say it now. Dear government, we understand that the virus is not your fault. It happened. It is what it is. I'm not going to get into that idea that maybe you could have acted sooner. We can deal with that when this is all over. But here's the deal. We need a real fucking plan. It was the right move to make everyone stay home because that's the only way to deal with a virus like this. But here's where I have a problem. So... You told us to shut down non-essential businesses. You told us to go home and quarantine. You told us we have to keep social distance and stay inside. But you told us you would help. So where is the fucking help? These checks are what they are. I mean, let's be serious. I'm not going to turn away 1200 bucks because, number one, if you're going to give it to me, I'm taking it. And number two, it's our fucking money, not yours. It's ours. We paid that in taxes for everything we do every fucking day. So, okay, look at the typical family, mortgage payment, health care payment, car payments, electric, water, garbage, phone, blah, 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 blah. So maybe, maybe the 1200 covers the mortgage. But what about all the other costs that we have each month? This $1,200 thing isn't doing shit for the normal working family. You want to help? Here's one idea. Tell the fucking banks and mortgage companies to stop all mortgage payments at this time. Just stop them. And don't give me that three-month furlough bullshit. How does that even make sense? So someone who lost their job because you said to stay at home doesn't pay mortgage for three months, but in the fourth month, they had to not only pay that month that's due, but also the three months they owed in full because it was furloughed. How the fuck does that help, you greedy cocksuckers? Someone was just unemployed and not earning money for three months. They weren't earning money. Hello? Now they just start back to work and all that money magically appears so they can pay the three months in a lump sum. How are they fucking paying that? Are you fucking idiots? Look, it almost makes sense that they can stop paying the current mortgage due for the month when they go back to work. But they can't pay the prior three months. They had no income. So here's the idea. Just add the three fucking months of the furlough to the back end of the loan. So if they have, let's say, 19 years and six months left in their mortgage, just add the three months. So now they have 19 years and nine months. How fucking hard is that? You'll get your money, you shitbags. It's just delayed. The working stiff wins if you do that. It really helps. It actually helps. And what is up with these banks and lending assholes? I mean, come on, you little... So that's where the club cuts off. I mean, it, it was like an aria. It was like an Italian opera. Just going up and down and down and down. Did you notice how good his microphone discipline was? That every time he started to get really loud, he would like lean away from the microphone. So the like the average volume stayed the same. There was no peaking. Like that guy was just, uh, he was not out of control on Hinge because he, he could always just like bring it back down wherever he wanted to, bring it up, raise the energy, lower the energy. Just like, it, you know, that guy could win 50 states against Trump. Like that, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, all right, I got to ask you, what, what's that guy's favorite show? Oh, Sopranos, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. No way that guy His favorite show is The Sopranos. His favorite director is Martin Scorsese. Like there's, you know, yeah, it's, his favorite they, meal is like Gabagool or fucking, you know. They, like, there was, um. Because I just rewatched all the Sopranos, and apparently everyone's doing that right now. For you know, everyone's just like, "All right, well, I got time." Yeah, and uh, awesome, just yeah. like randomly, I was watching <clears throat> like um, it was it was the I forget what year it was. It was 2014 that James Gandolfini died. Or 2012, yeah, so. right around there. In, but they in they like early early tens, yeah. Yeah, they got the whole cast back together to like talk to them about him, and it's like really heartfelt and everything. And there was like the next video that came up was a documentary from like much earlier back in like 2006 or something about mm-hmm. like real life Jersey mobsters that were so enamored with the show. Cause it finally made like the Jersey families look 
like they weren't like the the redheaded stepchild of like the New York families, right? Yeah. They always got shit on by them. They were like, "Hey, now we got some fucking respect over here." Like they they had them on <laughs> the FBI had these guys on audio or had them you know wired and had audio of them like paranoid because they were shooting locations that were like right next to their actual fucking mob businesses, <laughs> like just down the street from, from like the, the pork right. shop where they chopped up bodies was a real mob family. Like you could see it from one door to the other. You could see it where they actually were doing that shit. And they, they thought they were like, uh, is this whole TV show just a setup to catch us? And then other <laughs> ones were just like, Oh no, this, you know, there's no, there's no way. Um, but yeah, I was just, I was That's fucking hilarious. blown away by that, that they were kind of like always getting shit on by the New York families and finally had a TV show that made them look like, like decent human beings. And the only thing that was not realistic, they said that, that they said, was it like, they, there's no way a guy like Tony Soprano, who was that kind to people mm-hmm. would ever be made into a boss because like he would never, you know, you would, a real mob boss would never walk down and get their newspaper by themselves. Like you just never would do that. Right. No. You would be, yeah. someone would shoot you. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean to make these characters not terrible, they had to endow yeah, them with, with real mob bosses like, are fucking animals. Like they're, they have no redeeming right. qualities whatsoever. You know, right. if you rise to that level of, um, success in the mafia, but but this fuck, I mean, and and again, this is the type of person that like the Nancy Pelosi Democrats of the world disdain. Like they 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 think that this is this guy's like scum. He's uncouth. Like this, but this is like who like fucking real. Like this is somebody that actually knows how to talk to real people. Like that's you could show that to your your right wing relatives, and they'd be like, oh yeah, no, that yeah, everything you're saying makes sense. Or right. you could show it to your uber left-wing you know friends and they'd be like yeah everything he's saying makes complete sense like it, it's and just that exactly and he's not talking about any political ideology he's just talking about you know grassroots basic economics table and, yeah. fucking simple shit right it's it's the you know the scene from uh roger and me michael moore's film 1988 where the guy that just lost his job is explaining how you know the downsizing of the 80s is, is going to lead to economic collapse and it's like, how is this guy who's getting paid twelve bucks an hour at a fucking candy bar factory uh, a better economic predictor than that that bald crazy fucker on CNBC that said, you know, after the the two thousand eight collapse, they're like, oh, there's no way we could have predicted Jim this. Kramer, it's like, yeah. yeah, you get paid a million dollars a day to be wrong about the economy, and this guy making twelve bucks an hour predicted exactly what happened twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. My favorite Jim Cramer thing ever was when John Stewart eviscerated him to his, brought him on his show and then eviscerated him to his face. Uh, don't see that shit on TV anymore, unfortunately. No. <laughs> well, because John Stewart's not on TV. That was his thing. Was like, I'm gonna go on Crossfire and explain to these idiots why they're idiots and why they should stop doing what they're doing. <laughs> Tucker, Tucker Carlson, Carlson was just like sitting there, hide and you shake. know, fucking jaw hanging on the floor. Like, I don't get it. What, you, what is the man saying? This is back in the um, bow tie days too, so it was, it was just extra he douchey. He wears the bow tie, doesn't he? Not on his show anymore. He like he that was his oh. thing for a while. I think he's 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 matured now. He's he's moved past it, I guess. Oh. Um, yeah, but, a little fucking yeah, fascist. So, I know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much the week. I wish we had some better news to report, but uh, you know we. It's not a great time right now for, for the world. Right. Just thank uh, your but... thank your grocers. Thank your CDS yeah. workers. You know, thank the people that are still working in gas stations, much as I hate fossil fuel. You know, that's that's those people are the are the front lines. Um 
And yeah, I mean, you're fucking bus driver, flight attendants, uh, food delivery people, like teachers. Yeah, I mean, people are still traveling, obviously. Um, And they're taking extreme risk and they're also taking extreme precautions for you and for themselves. But like, if if they, they weren't there, you know, what, like, you wouldn't, you'd be starving, you know, we would be seeing the kind of mass starvation we had in a pre-industrial uh, Russia, right, where we yeah. couldn't, you know, there's no, there's no way to get the food to you anymore, even though we have it somewhere, we can't get it to you, uh, and, and that's, that's a problem, right, so, you know, I think the, the way you get out of a crisis like this is to stop worrying about the money, or the profits, and worry about people's mutual aid. I, I tweeted this out. You know, it's like you got people on the left saying, you know, we need, uh, you know, we need mutual aid. We need Medicare for all, right? And then you got people on the right saying, uh, we need people to die so we can go back to making money. And then you got people <laughs> in the middle, who I generally consider to be liberals, saying, I can't tell the difference between Bernie Bros and toxic Trumpers. Like, it's just, it's yep. like, what? How could, <laughs> there's no difference. It like literally, there's one side calling for people to to die, uh, to to swear fealty to capital, and and risk their lives and open everything back up with no plan at all. And then you got everyone else, uh, you know, on the left who's saying like, "Look, this is this is exactly why we've been trying to tell you we need to have a robust healthcare system to deal with this shit," because the poorest people who, you know, can't go to the doctor any other time are going to be the ones that are going to be most likely to get sick and carry that shit. And those are the people you need that you rely on to make sure you can go to fucking Whole Foods and buy your whatever the fuck you buy at Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, well, I think that about does it for us this week. Uh, but uh, if you want to support the show... <laughs> People must fucking hate us by now. <laughs> like, no, we're just so depressing. Just put put such a fine point on our misery. Well, well I done, know, gentlemen. Okay, what, what do you fucking people want? If you're listening to this show, you're miserable already, anyway, because you're paying attention to to what's going on in the world, and uh, th- there's nothing really right now to cheer people up other than uh, Donald Trump talking about uh, injecting bleach to to kill the coronavirus. It's pretty much the only. <laughs> Uh, thing to cheer anyone up hey, right now. You know, I'll but... cheers to that. Let's see if someone's. Yeah, yeah. No, hey, hey, please, yeah, please try it out. You know, he, he he's he's very smart. He really knows what he's yeah. talking about. I, I wish you would you would attempt. It's just uh, a placebo, these, these like that, like the Vegas governor said. It's just a fucking placebo. Oh, you put the bleach God. in, and you know, nothing happens. Nothing happens. But I, seriously, Randall Flag with like a with a Karen wig on. I'm I'm convinced. But um... <laughs> you know what a you know what a group of Karens is called. What? The view. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh yeah. So uh if you want to support the show, uh patreon.com slash move left. Uh merch we have available, tinyurl.com slash move left merch. Uh one of these days I'll I'll add some more stuff there. Um uh Facebook, Facebook.com slash move left idiots. Uh I am on Twitter at move underscore left. And I'm on Twitter at Bike Slutty. Yep, we'll see you next week.
place to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Oh, hell! Can't stop us now! Oh!